we are live. Okay. Welcome, welcome, well, everybody. everybody. Welcome back. Your boy, Chuck. Hey, sorry, you were coming in a little delayed. I thought you were going to start it, but then there was like an awkward silence. <laughs> no, man, I love, I live in the awkward silence. You know that. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. So I'm down with it. Go for it, Omar. Introduce us. No. Yeah, no, we're just coming back with a really cool guest. We've had him on the show before talking about um, Alistair Crowley, 666, uh, you know, all the weird crazy stuff jack parsons that used to happen back in the day well you guess what he's poop. back william ramsey welcome back william ramsey yeah. how you doing buddy hey, i'm doing great thanks for having me it's great to be with you guys again yeah man it was episode 14 last time we had you and uh ever since we've Woo! been planning back i know back in the day man yeah. back when uh only my uh only my mom listened to the show you know <laughs> and, then, and, and then and then now it's like um picking up some steam and stuff like that where you know we're, we're putting out more content and we wanted to have you back man because we've been you know we, we stayed in contact uh and uh appreciate uh the books you sent us by the way uh, uh the every time we gave options to people on the show they always pick your books, by the way. You're the, the first books that are going out. You know what I mean? Well, thanks. Yeah, and so if you uh, don't know, folks, him, he wrote Abomination. He wrote uh, Children of the Beast, you know, and uh, a lot of mm -hmm. good stuff about William Ramsey and the the the, the murders happen. Or no, no, what was uh, Abomination about? I, I, uh, Abomination I was about the West Memphis Three, what's known as the West Memphis Three yeah. murders. Yeah, yeah, and I actually went through Children of the Beast, and I haven't gone through Abomination, but you have a lot written, and I like your approach, William, because you have a lot of, uh, I mean, you know, your name says it all, William Ramsey Investigates, you do a lot of investigating, and it's not just uh, clicking on uh, uh, Twitter uh, and, and getting your little bullet point information from there, you do a lot of research. And, yeah, um, not surface level stuff, yeah. Yes, yes, it's not surface level at all. And so I like that because, you know, sometimes, especially in this realm of 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 uh, knowledge, like what's considered to be fringe or weird or, or whatever, people tend to just kind of write it off as a 100% conspiracy. There's nothing, there's nothing actually foundational or nothing, uh, I should say, there's no proof for the claims that we are claiming. But uh, if they go through your books, I, I think they would uh, think otherwise. There's a lot of information in there. And a lot of footnotes. I try to footnote all my books. Children of the Beast had like 750 footnotes. So you can see what I was reading if people mm -hmm. want to put me to the mm -hmm. test. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, indeed. That's good. And that's great. And I think uh, for the most part, until you were kicked off of uh, Facebook, uh, you were pretty were pretty uh, <laughs> easy to get a hold of. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I'm going to move to Float. I, apparently, you can take all of your information off of Facebook and upload it to Float. So I will be off the tyrant uh, Zuckerberg's website permanently. <laughs> forever and it still have all my information oh perfect that sounds great that sounds like something nice. we should be doing more yeah man let's look into yeah, that float. Stuff. indeed float, well yeah. you've written a new book though right william correct global yes. death cult that's why you're on here today um give us a little bit of a uh, information it's called the order of the nine angels uh right, from waffen and the slaughter of the innocents Right. So the Order of Nine Angles and Adam Waffen are both fairly recent groups. Order of Nine Angles pretty much started in the early 80s in the UK. And Adam Waffen was formulated here in the United States in 2015. And I just followed this ideology that came out of the UK, really a post-Crowley, but also kind of a neo-Nazi. It really is a neo-Nazi ideology, but with a different kind of occulted flavor to it mm -hmm. or an element. Yeah. So... 
I came to my attention. A guy reached out to me for my podcast, William Ramsey Investigates. His name was Igor Sarsky. And he said, hey, this is very similar because I had researched this series of disappearances and water deaths called Smiley Face Killers. Mm-hmm. And I'm convinced right. that phenomenon is real. But the motive was never – it was always uh, vague, vacuous. Like, well, what's the motive for – people abducting men and putting them in water and keeping them for a time. And so he was telling me about this group that once you start reading through their ideas, they're just a terrible group, very Nazistic, very contemptuous of human beings and very dangerous. And so I really started looking into it and researching it and it led to this book, Global Death Cult, because it really is a group that is multinational. They're communicating from the US, UK, other groups and little small little what they would call Nexians are like almost like a terrorist cells are in parts and nations all around the world, at least 15 or 20 nations around the world. Now, is this like a grassroots kind of thing? Like someone started it and then did it infiltrate into... Yeah, that's what I was going to ask too. Yeah. No, it's really kind of peculiar. I think it's a very modern event because it started with one guy named David Maya, and he's in, in my introductory chapter. And either he or people around him, it's kind of fuzzy. Some people make the claims that he's the sole writer, but all of these manuscripts, very small three-page manuscripts, were being traded pre-internet through P.O. boxes. So you kind of had to be in some kind of underground. And I think this book is an introduction to secret underground ideologies because Order, Order of Nine Angles is just one. But he started out or somebody started out compiling these little manuscripts, and you can literally see they were photocopied and sent out around the world. And then those manuscripts grew and then got compiled into books. So it'd be like the Sinister Tradition or Naos or the Black Book of Satan. And then it became just this corpus. Right now, there's probably 10,000 pages of material for the LNA. It's very substantial. And somebody very of a very high intelligence mm-hmm. has compiled this. And then I think with the internet in the 90s, mid 90s, late 90s, I think it just really dispersed and dispersed so people could access this, this mm-hmm. research. And it's not... It's not like somebody's, uh, they, they have this idea of copy, not copyright, but copy left, which means there's no copyright on that material. So it kind of just gets seeded around and picked up. And, and people in Adam Waffen, the reason why Adam Waffen's in the title of the book, this, this group in 2015, a real neo-Nazi group, uh, why it's in there is because a lot of the members of Adam Waffen have picked up ideas in the ideology of the Order of Nine Angles. So it says here I'm reading because um, the global kind of death a, cult, yeah. Give me a second, sorry. The, it says here global death cult follows these dark ideas which have influenced the American Nazi movement, leading to murders known and unknown. Um, murders known. Um, can we talk about some of those? Like absolutely. So there's been two, like uh, five deaths, known deaths associated with Adam Waffen. The two members, the guy who started its name was Russell. And he had members from uh, northeastern the U.S. that came down to kind of his headquarters in in Tampa, Florida. And they ended up getting shot by a fellow Adam Waffen member, very close range with an AK-47. So those were two. And the Adam Waffen, probably not a very big group, 80 to 100 people. But there's 80 to 100 people trying to get into membership. And one of those people trying to get into membership's last name was Giampa. And he was dating his girlfriend. And his, his girlfriend's parents said, you got to get away from this guy. He's very dangerous. And they were right because they caught him in their house and he ended up murdering both of them and then tried to commit suicide. So those were innocent parents who were really warning. And this book really is a warning 
uh, cautionary tale and a warning to watch out for these really dangerous ideologies. So they ended up dead, and I think that was outside of D.C. in Northern Virginia. And then an Adam Waffen member in Los Angeles, his name was Wood Wood Word, actually in Orange County, had an old high school friend that he stabbed to death in a park. And it was a tragic death. He It seems like he lured him out and it was he was Jewish, so it had a real racial component. And I think I think the, the DA's name is Rakowskis. He added on a hate crime factor to his persecution, persecution, a prosecution, excuse me. But I think it's interesting because a lot of these cases are very recent and they have not prosecuted actual Woodward. He's been in jail in Orange, California, I think since 2019 because of COVID. So that that delayed the trial. So he's not even in jail. So those are five deaths associated with Adam Waffen. There was one murder that that's known where a guy was arrested who also has not been in trial yet. His name was William Von Nutigem out of Toronto. And he is a known member of ONA or, or was influenced by the ONA. He was a, he had stuff on his social media that um, showed that he was kind of associated with one of these Nexians or chapters or cells. So he seemed to be following them. But he also on and you can go to his YouTube channel right now and look up William von Nudigem, and he's doing one of these satanic occult chants that chant, C-H-A-N-T-S, yeah. No, he's literally chanting and uh, to in front of kind of ritual implements, and so he's doing that, but he went he out. Won't, and, YouTube won't censor that, though, right? You know, Right, excellent point, very excellent point. So this guy's a show, he, there's a literal video of him stalking this uh, poor Muslim guy who was in front of uh, his what do they call it? One of the Muslim organization. And he walked up behind him and slit his throat. And he might have killed another guy, a guy by the name of Singh a week before, died in the same manner. I don't know if they've tied him to that case. So these are very recent. This happened 2020. So oh these are all cases, Adam Waffen and um, Order of Nine Angles deaths. And those are the ones we know. There's been all kinds of weird stuff that's happened in Russia. There's been church burnings and uh, some other things that have been tied. There's a lot of people being arrested with groups that have been influenced by this far-right, racist, occult ideology. Omar, you had a question? And what kind of, yeah, what kind of information is being circulated? Like, what uh, what type of... Uh, like the occult yeah, stuff? information, like, what is their ideology? Yeah, the occult stuff that's propelling and, and, and like, encapsulating these people's minds yeah, in order to... That lead them, you know, what's you know? Funny? that lead them to be like this. I just watched Fight Club yesterday, and it's reminding me of this. <laughs> yeah, no, it has somebody actually. I had another yeah. interview where somebody thought said it was like Fight Club, like at Fight Club, like an <laughs> underground group. And it's interesting because if you go to Fight Club, there's this smiley faced theme within the book and the film, mm. and and this group mm. also has smiley faces. And I show that in the background of my book. This guy Igor Sarsky found two of their main websites had this smiley face motif associated with it. So the symbol you see a lot of these smiley faces with in movies and connected to murders, right? Like or people right. who are murderers, right? Well, that's a great great point because that's how this phenomenon of the young men who were found in water got that kind of term of that phenomenon was because people were finding smiley faces, right? And so mm -hmm. that became the smiley face killers. And if you look, there's actually, if you look at Ed Sheeran, the very popular, well-known pop musician, his new video, Bad Habits. Oh, has that's a bad one, bro. Yeah, have you watched that? 
Yes, it's very occult and weird. Yeah, very much. And it has themes that are very similar to the, the information that's in the ONA. And you can watch Ed Sheeran. You can watch that video and watch him go through these balloons, all yellow, with the smiley face as he has shape-shifted into some kind of night being with his posse, right, or his group. Right, right. right. And then the sun comes up and he becomes Ed Sheeran again. It's right out of the ONA, man. It's the same kind of information. that's, And I have a section in my book called the concepts of the ONA. So you can read what they're thinking, what these ideas, and it's pretty clear that they, like any other cult group, they've coalesced or, or taken ideas from maybe other groups and things like that, like Crowley or something, but they deny Crowley. But right. I think that this is one of the ideas is this idea of shape-shifting and you become possessed. Like literally, if you're a practice practitioner of ONA stuff, you become possessed at night. It's really crazy. Yeah, because that exists within the music industry as well. Like you, you see, like for example, you know they talk about it in a very artistic sort of way. Like, oh, this muse, this thing takes over me, you know, and then I become this other person on stage. And then, you know, like you know, the most known uh, person, I guess you could say, is Beyonce, and she's like, oh, I become Sasha, Sasha Fierce, you know, and right. and there's I this think, whole. And, yeah, I mean, look at uh, Freddie Mercury said he became a devil on stage, like that was right. his person. So the, there's some channeling elements, very occult, non-Christian, very occult stuff. But yeah, you can see if you, like I'm keeping my eye out for the smiley face, face symbol, it's in a lot of places, not just Fight Club or Ed Sheeran. Right, yeah. I think the, the, the one I was remembering was from the movie Watchmen. You know, we had the mm -hmm. comedian, he gets murdered, and then right when he gets murdered, blood lands on the smiley face. It's like It's like part of the... It's like the iconic picture they used even for the poster to announce right. the movie. And, of course, you watch the movie and the people who wrote it, I mean, they're all connected to, you know, Crowley magic right. and all right. kinds of stuff like that. So you're like – Alan Moore, right. Exactly. Alan Moore is, is uh, connected to all that weird stuff. So it's like, oh, there well, is – Well, look at Suicide Squad, a more recent film, right? And that has the smiley face with the X'd out eyes. So you can you, – if you look for that motif, it pops up all the time. Somebody here, Big G.A. just said – yeah, so it's cultism. So, uh, yeah, there's it's it's much more prevalent, and the kind of leering smile. Also, you could see that in the Joker type movie, the smiling, bloody smile that at the very end. If you watch Joker with, uh, oh, what's the guy's name, Joaquin Phoenix? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, uh, the original kind of laughing, giggling. Enemy was written by Alan Moore, too. I think it was called mm. Laughing Joke or something like Killing right. Joke. Uh, oh, the Killing Joke? Yeah. Killing yeah, Joke no. was one of the in beginning Batman uh, comics, is my understanding. In your research with this global death cult, are there, do you know of people also practicing certain things like this? Because, I mean, like, for example, I don't, I, I, one that came to my mind that's kind of prevalent in Disney movies and you see all the time in movies is like in the Joker that like you just mentioned, there's a scene where you finally is accepting who he's becoming. Right. And then he's like dancing in front of a mirror. And we know in the occult, you know, the mirror stuff is very important because it's a way of uh, um, channeling um, beings and things like that. And they right. possess you and you become this other being and things like that. We see that a lot. Uh, checkered floors. You see that in movies quite a bit, you know, the duality and things like that. All that stuff comes from the religion of, of, of Crowley and things like that. And so it's like, um, 
I'm wondering, like, are you seeing some of those things with this global death cult or besides the the smiley face stuff that you're kind of connecting? I think so. I mean, the smiley face, I think, is definitely associated with some of the people in this group. And and I think that may be a certain signal. But just to go back to the Joker, before in that movie, really popular movie, before he does his first killing, he puts out a cigar in a smiley face fashion on the wall and then commits his first death. Mm. Um, so it's a, it seems to be associated with this kind of like uh, laughing, murdering idea. But this group has a weird mix of occultism and Nazism, which is a lot. I mean, a lot of those top people in Nazism were occultists. Right. But what they did, it's not like I think that the founder found that nobody the, they're not going to have popular support after World War Two. And mm-hmm. so I think he kind of created this alternate group for smaller people to enact kind of evolutionary Nazi ideas, but in smaller groups and everything. Ha- There's no, you know, Nazis marching together, giving out literature, but it all is in small cells committing acts late at night. So it's always at nighttime and all these varying orders and varying ideas all take place kind of in forest. So you see the forest or Druidic motif. And uh, yeah, it's, and there's, you know, it ties in like there's, there's other people who are Satanists who've been involved with the ONA. So people come and go. Uh, One of the guys name is Ford. And that Ford was one of Damien Eccles of the West Memphis threes. I people he ideal idolized. So you can see these odd connections of this group, Mm -hmm. but they have an external, communication but they also have an oral tradition where they're exchanging information face to face and i also show they use pgp keys so they're clearly communicating using encrypted communications so there's some stuff within this group i don't know that that may only be exchange between people who have been initiated in their in their fifth so in the original documents the the beginning documents of the ona they called it the septenary system, meaning the seven-step system. And mm. in that fifth system, the fifth part of the system, you literally have to kill somebody to oh, get God. up to the top. Yeah. So it really is a death cult. That's the mm. title of the, of the book. Go ahead, Omar. <clears throat> what's the purpose of – yeah, what's the what's their goal? Um, well, a long-term goal uh, is – they have an idea. Yeah. They have an idea of a dark imperium. So they're – one of their internal goals – is to create a new system slowly with these seeding these little Nexians or cells all over the world and put in this imperium, this kind of fascist it, imperium. Religious and political in nature? Or like is that, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you could say Nazism was a religion, so yeah, they have like their Al-Qaeda, own religion. Man. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I'm glad you said that because... This group <laughs> believes in infiltrating different groups. So the main founder, they have this concept of insight roles. And so you join groups to infiltrate and, and inject ONA ideas. And the main founder went from being a neo-Nazi to strangely joining the most conservative or far um, most radical Muslim group, right? Mm. And to an outsider, that would be like, what is this? This guy doesn't have any real integrity. But if he had integrity to chaos and destabilization and accelerationism, then it would make sense. So some of these guys, you'll see that they have integrated really uh, radical Muslims into this into this 
uh, Nazi or fascist ideas. So, and you wouldn't believe it would be there, but it all comes out of the ONA, in my opinion. So the guy, when I talked about Russell and the two young men who were murdered in Tampa, Florida, <coughs> the guy who shot him, Anders, became a far-right Muslim and a young person. Like, what are you doing? This guy's like, uh, you know, how would you, how would you make that leap from kind of internet online trolling Nazi to uh, a radical Muslim. It was very strange. And they were teasing him for it. The two right. guys who ended up dead. And that's why apparently he shot them. You know, a big concern of mine that you're bringing up is, is, uh, is that you're saying that they're trying to infiltrate different things. Uh, I feel like this is, I don't know. It's already rough as it is right now with the left and right paradigm, and we got a lot of issues during this time since, since uh, the presidency, our last presidency, you know, and you know we just they've really been pushing that agenda of like the right is they're terrorists, you know, what I mean? they're they're domestic terrorists, and I mean I mean I've been hearing all kind of, that is thrown around for everything now, domestic terrorists, everything's a domestic terrorist now, yeah. and so it sounds so, like I'm, a psyop, dude. Well, well, part of it is, yeah, I think. And what I'm what I'm concerned is because you you say like in the preface of your book that it's trying to infiltrate military right. or American military, and so it's kind of like, how does that look like? What is it? What is it that they're trying to do? Or what is what information have you seen that? that makes well, you, I, th that I think they are these far right groups. The farthest right groups are trying to get experience in the American military. Now that's very different than a political group like the Democrats hammering on were being infiltrated. So that's very useful for them politically. But I, I think these are very small fringe groups. The problem with them is they're violent and that's what makes them dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. But there are, if you look through my book, I reference a lot of these guys who are reading The Sinister Tradition, which is a compilation of a lot of ONA manuscripts. They're in the military, they're getting training. And a lot of these guys are getting, asking questions. People are in the National Guard. There was one guy, who was during the riots in D.C. He was in the National Guard, who has ONA connections, perhaps. So I do, and I think that even the founder of Adam Waffen seems to have had ONA ideas to become these insight roles, and he joined the National Guard after starting his group. So it seems like they're trying to gain that experience from the American military, in my opinion, yeah. Uh, going back to what Omar was saying, it's kind of like uh, our Middle Eastern groups, you know, they kind of get trained by us and then turn against us kind of thing. Yes. You know? yeah, it could happen, absolutely. I think uh, it's very it's very dangerous, and these are, I think the book is an insight into these really fringe ideas that somehow they're almost young. The Adam often is very young, 19s, 20s, early 20s, and how this this new environment of the Internet has allowed these people to access this information. And, and you know, it doesn't take, it, it takes one out of a thousand or one out of 10,000. So somewhere, somebody's on 4chan, 8chan, some of these weird message boards, they get brought in and then this is like, oh yeah, this makes perfect sense to me. We are, you know, the, the world is falling, collapsing and this is where it is. And they're very nihilistic, right? And, they, and the ideas of Adam Waffen is actually to accelerate yeah. to a post-apocalyptic <clears throat> world. So it's almost like a biblical element because they really almost kind of want to bring about what the book of Revelation says. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you can kind of, you can kind of see, yeah, you can, yeah, you can kind of see how they're, um, how they're, they can go into this type of ideology based on the current culture, you know, because right. it is, if it is a neo-Nazi type of, a new Nazi type of mentality, obviously these are going to be white young men. And culture right now is really harshing on young white men saying, you know, they're responsible for every 
they're responsible for everything, you know, everything, everything is, is white man's problem. And so that in that alienates them. And then they find these things online. And so that propels them even more to actually follow in to these types of uh, ideologies, you know, I, I can see how they can mm-hmm. fall into these kind of things, man. Yeah, I'm not optimistic. Yeah, I'm not optimistic. Yeah, I'm not optimistic. Do you know a little bit more about his upbringing, like, you know, Adam Waffen? Because, like, when when I read or when we talked about Crowley, you can kind of see, like, like Omar just said, what propelled Crowley to become Crowley. You know, that that very rigid Christian background, that you know, and all that you know, bad theology and things like that. And it just you can kind of see what helped mold him into what he became you know right and i think that these guys a lot of that guy russell is in jail he's serving out a five-year sentence they've also just put some new uh, guy dimock in the uk who was in an affiliated group called fewer creek <coughs> there's sonnen creek fewer creek adam Waffen. so there's all these little subgroups and they actually got banned um australia just banned sonnen creek and if you're a member of sonnen creek you get a 10-year sentence, so you mandatory mm-hmm. sentence, so you can't even become a member. And it's interesting because on the list of banned groups of, of Australia, and this is very recent, this is last month, there's about 17 radical Muslim groups and then one neo-Nazi group. So uh, they're figuring out it's bad. But the founder, Russell, apparently came from a well-to-do family and he either had ADHD, and there's a very predominant strain of like Asperger's, ADHD, and some of these guys. So they're online a lot. They're communicating online. They found this one site, Iron March, uh, where a lot of them were, were streaming with each other and talking about things. So uh, I think that there's, I think that you're right, the alienation and the, the modern culture is driving some of these guys to do, to join these far right groups. So I think that the, the current cultural war is uh, going to create more warfare, like literal warfare. You had a question, Omar? Yeah, I think that's the goal, you know, to create all this division. No, it's just that I think that's one of the main goals is to create division, is to create chaos. And Because where there's chaos, you know, that's they can obviously, when I say they, I mean like the, the powers that be, the people who are actually in charge of these subcults, they're in charge of all of these different types of groups can find opportunities to seize more power and seize more money, seize more land. Right. Well, look at what happened at uh, after Oklahoma City, the changes, the current uh, head of the Justice Department was an attorney for back then. So and it's interesting. So it's coming around again. This guy, Russell, who was with Adam Waffen, had a framed picture of Timothy McVeigh on his dresser. So a lot of these former things and some of these guys are they idealized this guy named James Mason, who was a literal American Nazi who wrote a book called Siege which was a compilation of his missives from 1980 to 1986. And so you'll see siege culture, but they all like siege. And two of the main guys in Adam Waffen actually make this kind of like, almost like a hodge to go see this guy and take pictures with him. So he's really kind of their idea. But it's interesting because in his book, he was an advocate of the lone wolf Nazi serial killer of whom there were a number of them. There was a guy by the name of Spizak who very strange person, but like randomly shot people. There's another guy by the name of, I think, Reynolds, who shot um, Vernon Jordan. If you remember him, he was friends with Bill Clinton and also the pornographer 
who's in a wheelchair. I think he's still alive. I can't remember his name offhand, but it's very strange. So these kids who are coming up very naive, in my opinion, very naive, not a lot of experience are absorbing this kind of past information. And, you think uh, the the growing of this, because you said a lot of this stuff is kind of happening as of late recently. Yeah. Last couple of years, yeah. Yeah, you, you think it's, I don't know, maybe on purpose? Because in the last four years, everyone became a freaking Nazi. If you were any any form of right-leaning person or conservative, you know what I mean? You get labeled a Nazi, right, yeah. Right, so it just seems like, oh, well, you know, they, they came along. Like, you think that was just timing, or is it just one of those things? Or Well, I don't know. You know, I, I think that there's definitely, his name was Larry Flint. Thank you, Fire Pixie. Um, he was shot by a Nazi kind of a shooter who knew this guy james mason was actually knew who his name was but uh i it's a it gets kind of a deeper you're kind of in an intel background where are are these groups being puppeteered by intel agencies or and and being used i actually had a guest on my show and talked about how rockwell who was really the head of the nazis was funded by a member of the rockefeller family so he was getting clearly being puppeteered or, or let on. And so all of his missives and stuff he was paid for by, and he was shot and killed by his own fellow Nazi um, in Arlington, Virginia. But um, George Lincoln Mark Rockwell was his name. So what's behind this group and what's the intelligence and the purpose behind this group? Um, there may be something deeper. I think that some of these groups in this, yeah, I mean, I, I want to be delicate. I, yeah, some, <laughs> Some of these groups are honey traps by the government, in my opinion. So. Mm, I see. Yeah, that's you know that's, that's, that's what it that's feels. A, that's exactly what, that's exactly what I was gonna say, and that's what I was gonna lean towards that they're like real honey traps, you know, because I'll tell a lot of these things um, are perpetrated by the government. Man, that's all I know. <laughs> people, well, people and you're right. I mean, here's the thing: it's like that all of right. them, but some of them are, you know. Well, I mean, look at the at the opposite. So if, if Hitler comes to power and a month later, the Reichstag burns down and he had it's to his advantage to blame the communists. So he puts them all in jail. What about the other side of the coin? If you're on the left, you want to demonize the, the right or the Nazis and they may play into your hands to have to give you even more power. Does that make sense? So no, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 it's no. kind of like uh, I don't know if you heard recently. Uh, there was an attack on, there was an a, there was a attempted assassination on the governor of Michigan, and right. the FBI the FBI heroically came in and saved the day. But what they didn't tell you is that the FBI set it all up. The <laughs> FBI coerced them, the, the the men to do that. They paid the lunches, they paid for the hotels, they paid for a lot of stuff, and they were coercing them in order to to like pretty much get out of them hey yeah you know what we do want to do this to the governor and then that's when they all came in and raided them and took them up and it so happened to be during the election time you know and everybody was screaming hey check out these people look at these nazis are trying to kill the governor these far right lunatics and so yeah the fbi and all these three-letter word agencies do do a lot of these things you know they honey trap they coerce they they find people who are already on the edge and they kind of like give them a nudge off you know what i'm saying Agreed. and so yes. there's all these things going around in the background uh now i'm not saying this is this is this example of the adam waffen and the nay angles are that 
but we can see a lot of examples of it and we need to be aware of yeah. these things how even within our own government you know these people are trying you, from their point of view you can see they're trying to do the good thing but i mean come on man no you make excellent points i mean i i don't want to say some of the stuff online but there i think some of that's happening you got to be really aware of that <laughs> like the kids yeah. too are such they're little they're not even pawns they're just played by the governmental agencies in the harshest way and it's really unfortunate because mm -hmm. some of them are going to go to jail and a lot of them you're like you said i think there was a book by one guy who said just showed how many of these terror plots were started by the fbi i gotta go find it edmunds aronson was his last name i gotta find the mm. book but it's incredible man it's just so many people yeah one guy js says go back look at the 93 mm -hmm. wtc bombing total fbi setup yeah so you know, what, this is just something, it's kind of a side note, but I just want to bring it in just because it, I feel like once you start doing this kind of research, it's funny because, you know, we, you know, I got, I'm looking at the books on my shelf right now. I got your books right here, William. I got um, Gary Wayne's Genesis 6 Conspiracy. I got Carl Tykrip's Game of Gods. And I got Demons by Michael Heiser. I got all these books right here. And they almost seem like they're not related, but they connect. <laughs> they connect. You know what I mean? Like, like there's things happening in the background that connects all of these situations, even like global death cult, you know, and, and men specifically getting involved in things like this. And, and like going back to what I was uh, saying, you know, it reminds me of, of Fight Club. Like there's something so important uh, there that uh, the, the main character um, – you know, he didn't know his father. Tyler like, Durden. You know, right. Yeah, Tyler. You know, but the other guy, uh, the the actual actor, the oh, the bit, uh, um, gosh, whatever his name was, right. <laughs> um, um, Edward Norton. Edward you know? Norton. Yes. Yeah. He, his character. You know, the, he had they asked him. Tyler Durden asked him about his father, and he didn't know him. You know, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know my dad," and and things like that. And and there's like like there's a, a perfect recipe of the destruction, not just of like the family but also very specifically i see like there's an intentional destruction of of uh of men or masculinity in a sense you know what i mean because uh that way you can kind of you know use the mind of that man to do anything else you know and it's always interesting to me you mentioned earlier there was a connection with a pornographer that you know same thing with like the like the whole pornography industry right now is a huge psyop you know obviously because it, it's absolutely free you know what you mean and and everyone can just binge on it and and it's just like i feel like it's definitely a tool of uh, for degrading all of man you know what i mean like yeah. let's just degrade everyone and that and then because of that everyone becomes more malleable you know to ideologies to to different things and you know we see studies about just testosterone dropping uh, you know, almost fifty percent in the in the last forty or fifty years or something like that, and and I feel like all of it. It might seem like I'm just ranting on, but it's like all of it is connected in one way or another, or at least it's abused in order to make you know men do things that they normally wouldn't do if and when they came from a very you know solid background and 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 you know they weren't systematically being attacked or destroyed. Like it goes beyond the family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, Omar, you had a question, or uh, can we move this forward? No, yeah, uh, no, yeah. I had another question about. Um, so you talked a little bit about the Adam Waffen. Uh, what's up with the nine angles? The order of the nine oh. angles. You don't. Well, the order of nine angles goes back to 
it goes back to the UK. So that's the earlier kind of group that's influenced the more recent group, Adam Waffen, and its offshoots. But mm. the order of nine angles, really, the angles are this idea of there being angles between the planets. And then they have this concept of these portals. So you're supposed to draw down these old chaos god, gods from uh, Mesopotamia and bring them into our realm. So it's a very hardcore. It, it has, oh, it has like a satanic it. element, but it also has this Lovecraftian element. Yeah, is is that part of the? I'm looking at the the cover of your book, and I can see the what looks almost like a pentagram. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. almost like a pentagram. Is their symbol? Yeah, that's the nine angles symbol. That's the nine angles. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at here, and uh, it actually reminds me of kind of like the Kabbalah tree kind of thing as well. Uh, he was bit. the guy who started it. Was actually very, I would say, very ethnocentric. So he would did not like Curly didn't have a problem integrating Jewish occultism. But mm -hmm. this guy doesn't have anything. It's all very um, English, Anglo-centric or something. So he has this idea, not the Kabbalah tree of life. He has the mm -hmm. tree of word, W-Y-R-D, which is somewhat synonymous with fate. So this is like your tree of your fate. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that he brought into that kind of play on the bible the word the bible you know a little yeah, bit. well his idea so he has this idea of this and so the nazis had their idea like they were better than everybody they were master race but he has this idea of they're going to be homo galacticus so they're going to triumph over their enemies and and seed the planets of the galaxy mm -hmm. and there's homo hubriati or these what he perceived as arrogant people and they are uh people who can be put on the, the, you know, for culling, which is really a husbandry term, but be killed. And so they have different steps of these people being killed, you know, how you select an opfer, they call it, which is a German word for sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So he definitely had this kind of uh, us and them mentality, super adversarial, and they were special and everybody outside of who isn't an ONA is dross. Human in, dross. Your, in your research, were they ever successful like crowley in a recent reaching an entity or a chaos god you know because we had we heard crowley get ideas from a was you know right and, and things like that uh are they just saying that they do and they move forward with this or i don't feel like i didn't see anything where they were getting information from a god like crowley had you know a was in 1904 it just seemed like he's there's it's a the there's a little bit of mystery. He said he found a book in like 1974 that was about dark gods in Mesopotamia. And he, there's 21 of them and he integrated them into the original corpus. They had all these other kind of theme, things that seem to have died out as it's, as the group has morphed, like they had the Stargate, which they actually can use to as a form of cryptography. So it was very smart. There was a very intelligent guy. Um, but yeah, they. I didn't see anything there that they were really in community. They were supposed to presence these dark gods, but there wasn't as much communication. Seemingly, like in 1985, I I presenced this dark god and he told me this. Didn't seem like there was much of that of that. You know, the common the common trope or the common like end result of always reaching out to another god 
or gods, entities other than like the biblical God usually leads to some kind of worldwide conquest, you know, and it's just interesting because if you read, especially if you read like the unseen realm stuff and you understand, you know, the, you know, Psalms 82, Psalms 89 and, and Deuteronomy 32 worldview, you kind of see how they can, you kind of see like they are actually probably talking to these real entities or, or whatever, because they, these fallen entities that, that, you know, we're dealing with, have that in common where they want to take over the world like they want their land right. back it's like a like a cosmic geography thing like a gang like spiritual gang wars you know what i mean yeah and oh. i always feel like there's like when you watch movies like i always feel like um i was watching the i'm trying to go through the uh, 007 the daniel craig ones i'm trying to mm -hmm. go through them right now and i forgot which one it is where he actually <laughs> infiltrated one of the the round table meetings of the like a new world order type organization that you know they wear the octopus uh symbol ring or whatever which is you know all connected or whatever specter right specter there you go he actually makes it up there and they mentioned oh there's new world order trying to happen and whatnot and they work together with things and you see in part two they're they're faking droughts droughts in order to to promote uh, uh a united nations type green, green <laughs> company deal. well that sounds familiar you know what i mean yeah <laughs> and then and so but one of my point is is that like every time these cults or Aleister Crowley type fellows or anybody reaches out to these other quote unquote entities, it, it just, there's always that same plan that was like in the old Testament, like, Hey man, let's go back and let's, let's dominate the land. Let's, let's take over. You know what I mean? And uh, it just makes, it's, it's just so curious because I can't even see, you know, or read anything now uh, with without that lens, because you can kind of see, like, oh yeah, it makes sense that this global death cult is trying to become. I think, what did you call it? Uh, uh, not totalitarian. What did you call them? Yeah, um, like a the, imperium, a dark yeah, imperium. Yeah. Or they're trying to seed everybody to become, you know. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, that sounds right. That sounds like the end result of what they would want to do, if and when they're contacting these entities. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, some of these rituals, like you're supposed to go lie down for a night, you're supposed to presence these things with inside you, there's a lot of bloodletting, so I think that, and and if you look at some of these groups, like they're, one of these Nexians is in, I think, South Carolina, it's called the Temple of Blood, and it's, their books are like Iron Gates are just all apocalypse, end of the world, you know, it's really post-apocalyptic nightmare type stuff. So that's really what they're gunning for. And they have masks and skull masks they wear, kind of like Death's Head of the Nazis. So you'll see that imagery there. You also see kind of like this uh, Noctulian. They call it a Noctulian, which is a Noctulius is a bat. So they they have this concept of being bat-like. So you fly at night and see everything that nobody else sees. And all of their stuff happens late at night, like all their books and all their, they have this like learning fiction that's really almost like, like an Aesop's fable. It comes, it's supposed to teach you something, but it's obviously fictional, but it's like who runs this town and there's guys traveling. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, you can listen to the three interviews I've done with Sarsky because he's got all the stuff down. He understands a lot of the, the kind of uh, mythos of, of the Nazis and the ONA, but like these groups, they go out, they're talking about uh, avoiding CCTV video. They're going to another town where nobody knows you. All this stuff, like they're teaching these people how to be expert criminals. It's incredible. Hmm. 
I have one more question about this specifically, and then Omar, if you have another question, we'll go from there. But uh, um, I'm wondering. No, go ahead, man. How is how is this getting spread? Period. Like, how do they go about it then? Like, how are they spreading this gospel or this this message of of right. hey, let's let's move this forward? Is it invitation only, or like how are they reaching out? Like, well, that's a good they- question. So they originally, like pre-internet, they would get these missives, and they would, people would see if they want to be owned or a member of the order, and then the order would suss them out, and then they would have to fulfill certain things to be join the ONA. And then with the advent of the internet, it just spread it around. So maybe if you're in occult circles, somebody would say, yeah, I know this group and I'm a member of the OTO, but I'm also know this guy in the ONA. Are you curious? And then they would reach out to you. And it just kind of grew and metastasized like that. Um, as far as Adam Waffen is concerned, everything was from the far right. People were communicating through the internet, but you would have to, to be, move up in membership and become an actual member in the two-tiered system, my understanding, you would have to do these leafleting things. So they have these posters, and you can just type in Adam Waffen posters into Google. They have these posters, these guys with young kids, you know, 18-year-old people would go and post them at colleges and things like that. And that was there, and they would show a picture of that. It seems like they would show a picture of that to somebody higher up in Adam Waffen, and that would be their kind of entryway to initiation and, and become an insider. But uh, there's a lot of steps within the ONA. Like I said, it's a septenary seven-step way, the original way it was planned. So I don't really know what the mechanics is. There's, there's been maybe one whistleblower who's talked about it, but it's a very small group. I mean, I think that only uh, there was a, uh, a scholar or an academic who researched the group and said its membership is probably only one to 2,000 people globally. But I don't really know. But it's very strange because there was a preset ideology within the ONA, but it doesn't, it spread out. So you could have people who are just independents who don't really even want to join the group, but are integrating their ideas into their life. Hmm. Omar, do you have a question or uh, can I move this forward? Uh, no, man. Yeah, keep moving forward. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, this is incredibly interesting. And I'm sure there's tons of information in your book uh, global death cult. And I just, uh, I want people to check it out for sure. And we'll leave all that information later for the people that want to check it out. And, uh, but I kind of want to talk about something that's, uh, kind of been nagging at me more and it's, you're kind of an expert when it comes to these things. And I wanted to get into it a little bit is, is the, 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 the numerology stuff kind of found when certain things happen, even with like going back to nine 11 and things like that. Um, you know, one of your most, I don't know if it's your most popular book, at least it was one of my favorites, is is the one where you talk about stuff like that, you know? Right. And, that was my first book, Prophet of Evil. Oh, Prophet of Evil. It, oh, okay, it's your first book, okay. And so... 2010. So, uh, where do I start? Okay, so here... The biggest thing that I've been talking about lately, and I kind of post on our Instagram page, you know, is uh, numbers always seem to line up when certain tragedies happen. You know what I mean? And And... In the occult, especially if we believe that these people are doing uh, very planned events in order to social engineer some whatever agenda they might be having, even if they're at odds. I, I always believe like there's a Game of Thrones situation happening in the background of people who want to be in charge. And you know I mean, it just feels that way, at least because they all have their own agenda. Like this new global death cult might be at odds with somebody else because, you know, who knows, you know, right. but 
um, my point is, is um, uh, I see these numbers pop up quite frequently, and especially if you get into the, the number stuff, um, I see 93 happening a lot. I see 33. I see 47. I see uh, a lot of these things happening. And, and for example, uh, important number, and quite often, I'm, 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 I, you know, it happens quite a bit, is uh, 322, which is a skull and bones reference, right? right? And usually on March, you know, 22nd, something very uh, specific happens somewhere around the world. You know, I think you know, there's terrorist attacks, there's different things. And it's just like, dude, what's going on with these numbers? You know, right. and why, what are they connected to? Why are they important? And things like that. Like, let's start with, let's go back to the OG one. You know, let's go back to the Twin Tower situation. Um, 93rd floor, right? right. Oh, one of the planes, I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, William went into the 93rd floor you know pretty close yeah. yeah yeah and so what's the deal with that why does that matter and why should i even care about these numbers what's going on with that well it's good because i mean the whole 9-11 was like full of numerology that references occultism and crowley particularly but the first plane that hit the twin towers was flight 11 right and then mm. the, the other one was Flight 175 hit the second tower, right? And they're all, both of those towers are 110 stories tall. You can look that up. So they're just mm -hmm. a giant 11 in the sky, too. And 11 <laughs> was the number most important to Alistair Crowley. If you're really bored, you can go check out an article I wrote about <laughs> really the occultism of false flag terror in 9-11. You can, it's the title of the article is False Flag Terror and the Occult Connection. Let's see if I can bring this up. But it goes, it answers a lot of the questions I think you're asking because all of these dates, there were all of these false flag terrors that happened during the Bush um, administration. So you had the coal bombing, Crowley's birthday, 10-12, 9-11. You had Bali bombings on 10-12, 2002, if you remember those. The Madrid bombings were 3-11. The 7-7 bombings of mm -hmm. London, 2005. A man, Jordan, was 11-9. Uh, and then... 2008, 8, 8 was the attempted war with Russia using Georgia as a proxy. So there's all kinds of stuff there. But uh, yeah, so those dates are, you know, if you are an occultist and you believe in these numbers, I mean, the prime number of Crowley is 11. So you'll see that. But 93 was also his number. So he, when he was using Gematria, which is a way to apply a, um, apply a number to certain words, the two primary words of his kind of doctrine in Greek, where agape and thelema both added up to 93. So you can see that number is very important to him. Um, so you see in the, the numbers of 9-11 were 11, 77, 175, 93, 77 is the number of Babylon, the kind of uh, feminine idea of, of their idea of, of God, um, Babylon and the beast can join together. But you'll see, if you look at Crowley's Seal of Babylon, it's a 77. And, and if you look at his Libra 77, book 77, very important number to Crowley, but he states there's no God but man. But, uh, yeah, so you see that whole Crowley element right there. In that one. Right, that's kind of my point. Like, I, I try to bring this up because these things seem driven by another ideology, and sometimes it's like, religious or occult in nature like this you know what i mean and there's so much uh ritualistic evidence for it that it just it's too it's too much to say this is a coincidence you know what i mean 
And when you start looking into certain members in political realms and the types of things they like to read, the types of things they like to promote, the words that they say, like if you heard, if you go back, if you listen to some of like George Bush's, um, uh, for example, like his speeches, he, he actually kind of references a lot of little occult or new age. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, uh, kind of words. You know, I'm always, the, what does he say? I'm, I'm the entity in the whirlwind or something. He, he uh, says all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. He, he says a lot of weird things that just sound almost spiritually inspirational, you know, and then says, you might even chop it away. to like oh, Mis amigos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he shakes so his little cool. shoulders and go, mis amigos. <laughs> I remember yeah. that. If you don't want to read my whole book, you can go to my website and research September 11th, The Occult Connection, and you can Which, just see uh, it. And so important, the 9-11 event really was an earth-shattering, world-changing event. And I think it was intended to be that way. So. William uh, Ramsey investigates.com. Yeah, that's correct. So right. you can see all the, the, the numbers and all the, what he said. 77 is the Supreme and septenary in its nature. We talked about septenary, um, in order it's and it's the, the symbol of the devil, then the tarot, the goat of the Sabbath on an altar, mm. 77 infernal names of the devil in the satanic Bible by Anton LaVey. Mm. So, 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 so are these, um, so quick question, William. So are these uh, cults, are there, what are they, like in their minds, what do they want to achieve by by doing these ritualistic murders? Well, that's a good question. I think that their goal is really to fulfill what a lot of great leaders really wanted to, and that is total control of the earth. And so that's really the new world order. It's kind of the old world order, some people have said but is to really predominate. And then I think the ultimate get, uh, goal is is really their version. I mean, it's interesting because Crowley adopted and adapted so many things from Revelation into his system, but I think that they're, they're okay with fulfilling the book of Revelation from a satanic angle. Mm. Yeah, you know what? And do they, know, in this, do this they themselves... Go ahead. Yeah, do they themselves think that they're that um, obviously you, you you can't speak for them, but from what you read and what you understand, they themselves believe that they're going to be in charge, or do they think that, or do they not understand that they're just pawns in like this greater game? Well, I think that you know you can go you can go back from the you know the original kind of temptations of Christ. By the devil, and is this God has given me this realm? I say, whoever gets in power, and I think that that's their trade-off. Mm -hmm. So I think that the earthly realm in this time, this this era, is uh, a lot of those people sell themselves to the devil for earthly power, and they may have to do certain things to maintain that power. And so they might learn all this stuff. I mean, nine eleven was very powerful, yeah, magical ritual. Paralyzed people, even if you believe the cover story yeah. of that bin Laden did it, it was a paralyzing, terrifying event for everybody. If you know that that, that story is fake, it's even more paralyzing and terrifying. So um, I see that there, and I mean, the aggregation of money that was done in the transference of $7 trillion for the war in Iraq. I mean, you can just do the numbers of how much of that was skimmed off. The, the payoffs of that event and the changes and everything that happened in the country um, 
George Bush at that time, probably in the world, was probably one of the, was the most powerful person in the world at that time, really. Like as powerful, more powerful than Alexander, Hitler, anybody at that time mm, from 2000 yeah. to 2008. I, I see the parallels now with the type of fear propaganda they were pushing during this time. I mean, it was, it was, this was actually terrifying. I remember seeing it when I was in high school, you know, I was not probably junior. I don't know. High school. Yeah. I was in uh, high school and then I saw the whole event and then we, we ended up going home and things like that or whatever. But, uh, um, I remember, I remember just now how they're using a lot of it to push the, you know, this whole great reset that's happening. You know what I mean? And, because in 9-11, when that happens, so many things happen technologically in order to push kind of this new world order type government. You know, we were okay with a lot of things because we were so afraid, you know. And so a lot of things kind of – it kind of set the foundation for something else in the future, which I believe now that's where we're going. That's what's happening, you know, with this whole Rona situation, you they're know. Trying to, yeah, they're, they're uh, trying to yeah, do the yeah. same thing with the Rona. Right. And and there's a lot of money getting transferred. You know, it's the biggest transfer billionaires, of billionaires, bro. Yeah, you're you're right. Biggest yeah, transfer yeah. in wealth in history. It was a four trillion dollars was spread around. I mean, they really put the fear on, zap people's mm -hmm. brains, and and did the whole. No, you no. Know, even training, yeah. shown like I was even seeing a lot of older folks saying this is our our 9-11 this is our you know what I mean this and it, it was just like I felt like it was very intentional where they're trying to push this to. So, for, so that we could be uh, um, kind of pushed into this great reset, you know, and, uh, you know, more than ever do we see, you know, the like, the, well, I work, for example, I work for Coca-Cola, right? And um, there's a lot of things changing within the company because of, you know, what's happening with this, you know, whole Rona situation. And there's a lot of technology changing. There's so much changing within our uh, company uh, how things are going to be set up because of what happened. You know what I mean? Because of this, this, this whole, you know, pandemic situation, you know, right. and I'm just like, and I could just see how all of that, especially if I started following the world economic forum on YouTube and it's kind of scary looking at their videos and seeing their plans, knowing what, you know, you know what I mean? Right. I'm kind of, that's, that's, or, that's super scary. You know, I'm seeing Klaus Schwab right there just saying, you know, this will conduct your revolutions coming, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and he's and, part of the aristocratic revolution. So don't he's pictured with all kinds of leaders, the same New World Order people probably who are okay with what happened in 9-11. And I mean, I go back into even in this article, it's Crowley's ideas. It's uh, you'll observe that I am advocating an aristocratic revolution. And so I am, you know, that's his view. So this whole New World Order view and even the Rona, is to maintain the patriarchal aristocracy over a slave state, which basically, I mean, how many people can take a $500 hit to their finances? Like 50% of people would be thrust into uh, thrust into homelessness, right? So, I mean, all the homeless is a sign of the success of this arist aristocratic revolution. It's funny that you say that. That's exactly how much I lost because of, of the money trying to save, the company trying to save money. You know what I mean? Interesting. <laughs> They, they were like, well, we can't pay you this extra bonus that you got. And it's going to be like, it was $500 less. And it was like, oh, snap. You know what I mean? Right. And, but uh, luckily, I've been able to maintain myself. But still, like, it, it has been a problem. And I, especially when I started asking people, because I have a lot of friends in the lower income. Um, I wouldn't say friends, but acquaintances, at least, that they're in the lower income bracket. And 
once I start talking to them, I just, I just, I can understand how this is, this is all of this can be incredibly overwhelming. And, and it's one of the reasons why people are also not going back to work because they're getting so much help from the, <laughs> from the government. government so, right. And so it's kind of like, we have issues with that too. I can't, we can't produce enough because of the amount of, uh, of people buying stuff for home. Cause we sell obviously more than soda. We sell waters, power, all kinds of different things, you know? And right. so, um, you know, the, the, there's, it's just kind of like a domino effect of things happening because of this whole Rona situation. And, and I can see, you know, that, well, now I understand that it was completely planned in order to push forward this new, this new era, you know what I mean? Of, of technology and, and all that good stuff. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, it's all a big push, all those guys together. Uh, Brzezinski, the technolog, the, the technolog, technotronic era is one of his books. Grand chessboard, hyper occultic. You can see on the screen if you you brought up Fight Club. This is from Fight Club. Remember the spherical caryatid rolled down yeah. and, and and came into Starbucks. Yeah. Well, not not only that, they, he attacked the corporation and and the banks, right? You know, because it was supposed to take out a coffee shop and also it was like a building that had to do with a bank. So the whole thing, you know, like nineteen ninety nine. Oh yeah, no, it it. It foreshadowed 9-11. Yes, it is indeed. And and so there's so many things that I saw. And not only that, like, you know, the, the ending scene where all the towers came down. You know what I mean? Right. The uh, final two towers, like, the final two towers are the two towers of Los Angeles. They're the uh, 1920. I can't remember. It's right there at the Avenue of the Stars. They're, they're hinting at it right away, man. Go watch that again. Mm-hmm. The last two, last part of that sequence is... Coming down, and he's with a woman, it's a man and the woman, right? So, you've got like a little bit of uh, ginger things there going on, and yeah. I mean, go yeah. read the book. If you go read the book by Palnick at the end, he shoots himself in the face, and his face becomes a big smiley face. Ah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just like the more you know about the symbols, that's why I brought up the numerology because it's like. Uh, uh, it comes up so often and people don't notice it because it's hidden in the dates or hidden in the day or the, or, or, or so many days happened after this other day. Like for example, like, uh, were you aware about like of the, the numerology uh, connected to like the George Floyd situation? No. Tell me about it. So I'll send you some links. It's too much, too many to talk about, but you know, basically, you know, um, uh, there's a connection someone made between uh, how, what was it, Omar? Like, do you remember how, how long he was on his neck for that he was connected to uh, something in, in 9-11? Do you remember that? I forgot the numbers exactly. I'll send it to you, but... Yeah, uh, but here's some, here's uh, some more numerology yeah, was, in uh, Fight Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. There's more numerology in Fight Club that is Tyler Durden's a five and a six, right? He adds up to 11. So his oh. alter ego is basically a magician. Go read the wow. book. I mean, I did actually, I did a lot of inquiries into Fight Club for my documentary, Occult Hollywood. So if you want to go to Vimeo and type in Occult Hollywood, volume two, you can you can see how far ranging in the book. And it's all about human sacrifice. The, the, the soap is about sacrifice. It's about sacrificing people. They talk about it. And uh, it's much right. different than you'd think. No, that freaked me out when I, when I, when you realize he makes soap out of people's bodies, you know, you know, well, he, so, so there's a sequence in the book where he says the human sacrifices in our, in Ireland with the, the fat, it's very grotesque, but the fat would render out 
flow down the street and people would pick it up and make soap. So that's the intimation. That's what they're referencing is sacrifice. Well, that was one of the things to to be part of his death cult, pretty much. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. No, you're right. It's kind of a monastic death cult. Yeah. And in order to get in it, you have to do all these things. And then one of it was a human sacrifice, you know, and it was just like, goodness, man, it's just so much, so much to do with this, this 11. And someone mentioned in the chat earlier, you know, Jesus was born on 9-11. And, you know, there's a lot of speculation that they do things intentionally to um, counter the biblical stories, you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and, and that's why there are, there are cult rituals because yeah, it's likely he was born on nine 11. And so this is a good time to do our own sacrifice, you know, and almost what someone had tied it to like the day of Pentecost, you know what I mean? Where they like almost 2000 people died or something. And, and then, you know, there's this like this whole situation between when the Pentecost happened and nine 11, there's all these connections with numbers, you know, and it's the same thing. And so it, also the, the number 33, you know, uh, Jesus died at 33. You know what I mean? So right. I hear like in their occult uh, beliefs, a lot of them, they'll do things like that because it's kind of like uh, celebrating the fact that the quote unquote savior of the world died at 33. So it was like a, almost like pronouncing their victory over the, over the so-called savior of the world, which is why they do things in 33s as well, you know, right. and well, things it's like that. It's interesting because this group, the order of nine angles has a very, and all of these groups do, whether it's Hubbard, Scientology, O.T.O. Crowley is a real hatred of Christ, and they would call him a Nazarene. And they have a special animus towards Nazarenes and Christians. So it's part of their doctrines is really a a hatred of that. We would call it maybe Judeo-Christian. So they wouldn't actually point it out as like an ethnic group, but as an ideology, they hate Christianity, the Order of Nine Angles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- that is interesting. Uh, Omar, you got another question? It's too delayed over there on his side. <laughs> it's all good. I guess not. It's no no questions there. Um, well, we had you on for Just listening. In. A delay, but yeah. uh, you, you got in. It's good. All right, cool, cool, cool. I just barely came in, uh, and yeah, so. Um, well, we've had you on for about an hour or so uh, already. Um, is there uh, anything specifically you want to mention about your new book that you could have got into, but we didn't? And well, you know. I mean, there's a lot of information there. A lot of it's unique. I think it's important for people to understand that these weird subgroups are going to be more prevalent. I mean, you've seen cults in the past, recent past, but this is a particularly dangerous group. And also the far right ideology, you don't want your family members involved in it. It rots your brain. I likened it to like a dark book from uh, – some horror movie, when people get in touch with this, it changes their lives and, and the people, the people, their lives of people around them, too. So you got to really watch out. And you don't want to get caught up in a honey trap by the government either, which uh, should keep you out of some of these far right groups. Of right. Some of them I will not name, but you don't want to get suckered <laughs> and played like a chump and, and become somebody's yeah. really kind of pelt. Like literally they will scalp you and, and dance around you if you're 18 and you fall for this, some of this nonsense. So you got to be super careful. You can get my book. Uh, the formatting's all been fixed. I had a total formatting nightmare when I uploaded it. They they changed <laughs> the documents. Kindle Create is now their new uh, thing. They used to just okay. scan my books. I like pictures. They used to scan it, so I had to go back through it over. I actually spent more time formatting this book than writing it, but I fixed all the formatting, so you can get it at my website, WilliamRamseyInvestigates.com. And all my films and documentaries 
are available now on Vimeo under William Ramsey. I've got five documentaries and five books now. Nice. Yeah, awesome. I highly recommend it. Like I said, uh, you know, you got Children yeah. of the Beast, uh, that stuff that comes out of, uh, you know, all the all the children that are connected to Aleister Crowley. Prophet of Evil is one of my favorites. And just if if this numerology stuff really interests you, I think it's a good place to start is with your books, in my opinion, because, um, you know, you give a more, uh, like I said, a, ver- a very well-investigated um, uh connection to numerology and things like that so i really appreciate the the work that you do and thanks for coming on with us today man my pleasure it's great to be with you guys again let's do it again sooner than later yes indeed i, I yeah man I, thanks for coming on appreciate yeah, it my pleasure my pleasure it's great to be with you again all right folks hang hang with me william ramsey and uh uh let's 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 let these folks listen to some music and we will be right back okay i'm ending the broadcast okay. got it okay ending. sounds all good right.